Coming up this week, we mourn the passing of another Disney legend. Also this week, Tony has a review of the Hearthstone Lounge. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 693, for the week of July 30th, 2017. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! There she is. I'm off mute because of the dogs. Sorry. Dogs, yes, I figured. <laughs> Mary Jo Mulata Willie. Hello. And Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Um, so this is a special edition. Uh, I did not intend to record uh, a new show this week, or at least uh, a lengthy new show. But with with the news this week, we needed to we needed to come on and, and talk for a little bit. Um, again, I am on vacation. I am in the middle like two-thirds of the way through my nine-night Alaska cruise. I'm sitting at the dock in Skagway right now. Um, on the beautiful? Nice, on the beautiful Disney Wonder. There we go. Plug um, the ship. You go next. DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. Um, there's another nine-night next year, July 9th. So if you wanted to see what we saw this week, which was the first view uh, by the Disney Wonder of the Hubbard Glacier, or if you want to make a visit to Icy Strait Point, which we've only went to, Wonder only visited twice this year, and I think it's visiting it two or three times next year. So not a lot of opportunities on Disney cruise ships to visit those ports and, or uh, visit those destinations. So uh, book it now because I, I'm, I'm almost positive if, you know, because those have been out for a little bit. So uh, staterooms, I'm sure, are disappearing quickly especially with all the news coming out of, of the, the cruise this week um but it's been a great time we get some great people and we're, we're having a fabulous time we've got like i said we've got uh we've, this is our last port and then we have tracy arm fjord hopefully tomorrow crossing fingers knocking on wood um and then one more sea day before we come home uh docking in vancouver and then planes, trains, and automobiles all the way home. So, anyway, and of course, uh, there's some news this week out of Disneyland. The the all our, our railroad is back open. Our our um, our boats are, are back on the water. So, if you head over to our YouTube channel. There's a lot of videos there. Uh, that's Tyler. Tyler's been helping out. Uh, put, put those up. So, if you want to take a look at the train and and the and the Mark Twain. Head over to youtube.com slash WDW info. I think that's where those are. And take a look for those. Anything pressing before we get to the sad news of the week? Okay. Uh, Michael, you want to talk a little bit about what's going on this week? Sure. Well, Imagineering and Disney legend Marty Sklar passed away at his Hollywood Hills home on Thursday, July 27th at the age of 83. 
Marty started his Disney career at Disneyland in 1955, one month before the park opened, and almost immediately began working with Walt Disney. Marty almost didn't answer the call to work for Walt, literally. Uh, Marty had worked for three or four years on the Daily Bruin at UCLA and was about to become the editor. And Walt wanted someone to create an 1890s-style tabloid for Disneyland's Main Street USA when it opened to the public. And Johnny Jackson of the UCLA Alumni Association was the head of publications for Disney, and he recommended Marty to Card Walker for the newspaper. And so Marty received a phone message at his fraternity house in the spring of 1955 <laughs> from Card Walker. And Marty thought it was a joke by his fraternity brother since the person's name was Card. So Marty didn't return the call. <laughs> Luckily, Card called back and went when Marty was there. Uh, Marty needed a summer job, so he went in for the interview and was hired on June 15, 1955. Two weeks later, he started his job. After he started his job, Marty had to present his concept of the Disneyland News tabloid newspaper, and Walt liked it. And that was how Marty's 54-year career with the Walt Disney Company began. Now, I, I heard Marty speak several times uh, at the Walt Disney Family Museum and at D23 Expos and other events. And one of my favorite stories I heard Marty share was one of his first meetings with Walt. And Marty was in his cramped office at Disneyland, standing on his desk, trying to get a box of files from a top shelf. And he had his back to the office door. And someone asked if they could come in and look around. And Marty responded a bit tersely with something like, I don't give a damn what you do. I don't own the place. And as Marty continued the search for the file box, he heard the person just very quietly say thank you and walk out. And as Marty turned around, he saw Walt Disney leaving his office with a couple of other gentlemen. So... Now, one morning in 1960, Marty was enjoying a cup of coffee with his boss, Eddie Meck, and he was the Disneyland publicity director. And they were at the Hills Brothers Coffee House on Disneyland's Town Square. And Walt Disney joined them for a cup of coffee. And during their conversation, Walt turned to Marty and asked, What are you doing these days, Marty? Marty explained he was responsible for writing the publicity material for Eddie to plant with the media. And Walt responded, well, we will have to give you something more important to do, Marty. And Walt was true to his word, because a few months later in 1961, Walt hired Marty to work at WED Enterprises, which today we know as WED Imagineering. And Marty was assigned to a team led by John Hench to design the Ford Pavilion for the 1964-65 World's Fair. And amongst the other attractions he helped to design during the same time were the Enchanted Tiki Room and It's a Small World, also for the World's Fair. Marty referred to himself as the company's chief ghostwriter as he spent several years writing copy for the marketing and publicity departments, speeches for Walt and scripts for Walt's television appearances, um, and, and Walt would frequently ad-lib his way through them. Uh, during one presentation at the Walt Disney Family Museum, I think it was for the anniversary of Disneyland, uh, Marty showed a clip, and it was a clip for, from the... Um, you know, Disneyland television show for the 10th anniversary of Disneyland. And we've all seen it where Walt is taking um, the first Disneyland ambassador, Julie Rhyme, 
Um, and she's, uh, you know, they, they go through Imagineering and John Hench so shows the model of the Plaza Inn that's going to be built, you know, and Rolly Crump shows the, uh, you remember the Museum of the Weird, uh, models that he's building and all kinds of things are going on. You see Harriet Burns there working on something. And, um, Marty said that he, there was a whole script written for this and and they had the cue cards up they had everything walt had approved the script and they said walt just ad-libbed his way through the whole thing and and just inserted jokes and did all stuff nobody knew what walt was going to say and and marty said you try writing for that man (laughs) (laughs) and then um marty also wrote articles for the annual reports invitations to obtain sponsors even story treatments for attractions um, he wrote personal materials for Walt Disney to use in publications, television, and special films. And he even wrote the script for Walt's last appearance in which he described his plans for the environmental prototype community of tomorrow, Epcot, or the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, Epcot. And that was uh, a 24-minute uh, film. Uh, in a presentation to Walt Disney Family Museum, I remember Marty recalling the morning of Thursday, December 15th, 1966. And Marty was over at WED and was notified that Card Walker, who was then the head of marketing and publicity, needed to see him immediately. And Marty immediately drove to the studio three miles away. And when he walked into the office, Card said, Walt's dead. Write the statement, Roy will sign, and we'll distribute it to the press and our employees. You've got an hour. And Marty said he was dumbfounded that no one had thought to prepare an official statement since it was no secret that Walt was dying. And decades after that day, Marty still resented being put in that position, but understood how he had got to his position and why he was the one that Card Walker and Royal Disney had relied upon. And in 1974, Marty Sklar became vice president of concepts and planning and guided the creative development of Epcot Center at the Walt Disney World Resort. As vice president of creative development, then executive vice president and then president of Imagineering for nine years, Marty supervised the design and construction of Tokyo Disneyland the Disney MGM Studios, Disneyland Paris, Disneyland's Animal Kingdom, Disney's California Adventure Park, Tokyo Disney Sea, at the Walt Disney Studios Park, and Hong Kong Disneyland. And although he did not participate in the development of Shanghai Disneyland, Marty did attend the grand opening of that park, making him the only person to have been in attendance at the opening of every Disney theme park around the world. And Marty also guided the creative development of Disney Resort Hotels and the Disney Cruise Line ships. On February 16th, 2006, the chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts at the time, um, who, and that is the unit of the Walt Disney Company, which now serves as the umbrella for Walt Disney Imagineering, and that was Jay Rizzullo. He announced that Sklar would resign from his current position and take up the new position of international ambassador for Walt Disney Imagineering. And so in his new position, Marty traveled to art and design and architecture colleges, universities, and other institutions around the world. He offered seminars and he attracted new talent to the company. And he was also a presence at attraction and park openings representing the company. 
And Scalar said in a joint statement, I knew that as my 72nd birthday and my 50th Disney anniversary approached, I would look for new challenges. So when Jay Rizzullo asked me to talk about the future, I was all ears to a challenging proposal Jay made. Not only, I not only seems to be, it not only seems to be the one of those ideas that is overdue, but it was clear to me that I am the perfect casting, perhaps the only candidate capable of originating and organizing the assignment. Now, Marty retired from the Walt Disney Company and Walt Disney Imagineering on July 17th, 2009, which was Disneyland's 54th anniversary. He was honored with a window on Main Street USA in Disneyland on his final day. His window is on Disneyland City Hall, where his office was located for several years. In 2001, Marty was recognized as a Disney legend. He served as president of Ryman Arts, whose Ryman program for young artists honors Herb Ryman, who is an artist, a designer, and fellow Disney legend. And um, th this program passes on the drawing and painting knowledge and techniques of Herb Ryman to young artists. And Marty and his wife, Leah, also fund a scholarship. Marty received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the themed Entertainment Association, TIA, in 1995. And he was inducted into the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions, um, IAPA, um, the Hall of Fame. In 2016, Marty was awarded the Diane Disney Miller Lifetime Achievement Award from the Walt Disney Family Museum, and he served on its advisory committee. Through his books, Dream It, Do It, My Half Century, Creating Disney's Magic Kingdoms, and One Little Spark, The Road to Imagineering, his stories, insight, and humor will continue to spark and inspire the imaginations of generations to come. Um, Jim Cora, who was first hired by Van France, and he was the man who originated Disney University, and Jim spent his career at Disney before retiring as the chairman of Disneyland International, once said of Marty, he understands the Disney way because he learned it at Walt's knee. He is the keeper of the keys, the conscience, the Jiminy Cricket for the organization. Uh, Marty is survived by his wife of 60 years, Leah, their son, Howard, daughter, Leslie, and four grandchildren. Uh, the family requests that donations be made in Marty Sklar's name to the Ryman Program for Young Artists. And the thoughts and prayers of the whole Diz Unplugged team and our whole Diz family are with the Scar family. Thank you, Michael. Um, and it wasn't too long ago that he was at the D23 Expo. Did anyone yeah. see him there? I did. This, this I time saw him here. I saw him in the last panel that he did, okay. which oh, wow. was, you know, the Imagineering Legends, mm -hmm. you know, panel um, hosted by John Stamos and he did right. it with Tony Baxter. And he looked great. He did, yeah. um, you know, it was... Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it was Marty. He didn't have his sort of wry sense of humor there. I noticed that, but I, I attributed that to, you know, because he was honoring people that he really respected, you know, because normally when you hear a Marty Scalar presentation, he, um, could be, uh, he had a little sarcasm to him and, and, and very dry humor that I appreciated. I saw him at the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean panel. Yeah. And he did have that sense of 
his that wry sense of humor in that panel. And he was plugging his book quite a bit, which was funny. <laughs> yeah, you remember? remember Nancy? Oh, yeah. yeah I it sure was... do. And you know what? He was the quintessential... He, you know, you talk about him being the voice of the way of Walt and really the keeper of the tradition. He was, without saying anything, without introducing the elephant in the room about the changes in pirates, he pretty much just popped right out there and said, look, Walt never meant for this to be static. Walt changed everything from Disneyland from the day its doors opened. And this is what I've always expected and I've always seen in the company. And this is just another step in that. And he, he, he shut the, he shut the discussion down. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say he shut it down. He he changed it it to the positive. Yes. Because people, people were booing. And after he spoke, everybody applauded. Right. Right. And so he basically turned. He, it wasn't they shut the discussion down, but it was like he had come in and given this gift of wisdom that plopped down at everybody's feet and nobody could argue with it. And the he, typical he, way that Marty Sklar has of speaking yes. was really he, awesome. He did the same thing. Remember when they added the Disney characters to It's a Small World? Mm-hmm. And we all know how popular that was when it happened. And <laughs> he... And, you know, he, and again, he said the same thing about the park is always changing and we are always looking to the future. Yeah. I have a cool story about Marty Sklar. This is the first time I ever heard of him. Back in 2002, Disneyland had a special event where you had breakfast at Club 33 and then you listened to two, um, Imagineers and, well, three, two Imagineers and the daughter of one of the Imagineers. And so Harriet Burns was one of them. And it was amazing. And it was in different parts of Disneyland. So the last one that we went to, because what they did is they had people start, there were, there were three groups and we traded, you know, somebody started with Marty Sklar, somebody started with Harriet Burns. So our last uh, session was with Marty Sklar and he, we were sitting on main street outside of his old office, which is the which is currently the tour guide's office. And he was telling us that he, he would sit in that office and one day he forgot to lock the door and a guest walked in and so he decided to talk to the guest. I, I hear people behind Tom, I think. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm by the pool. Yeah, so he heard uh, people, I'm sorry, so he, uh, the guest he started chatting with the guest and the guest gave him their honest feedback about Disneyland. And he actually used that feedback to incorporate some changes. And he said he never locked his door after that because he saw the value of of guests just wandering in and talking to them um, just informally and getting their ideas instead of the, of a, uh, a panel type discussion. So it was really cool hearing him talk. And this is, like I said, back in 2002, Little would we know that he would uh, be on one of the podcast cruises and talking to us. And Michael, you've seen, met him in person and mm-hmm. another. So, yes, several times. And mm-hmm. you know, when you go on the Dreams Unlimited Travel Dis Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Tour, they always have they always have unique, you know, activities and experiences that regular ABD um, 
you know, tours don't have. And on the one Carol and I went on, uh, Marty Sklar was our special guest. And we had lunch with him at, over at Disney California Adventure. And, um, and he talked about his career, his life, and um, it was great. I talked with him about the book he was writing, which was his first book, because he had this big folder with notes and post-it notes and all that, because he um, had been going to the archives to research it. So he talked a little about that and how he writes everything in longhand. <laughs> for his book. All right, but um, this is this is a tremendous loss. I I know it made me much more sad than other people have passed away because this is such a close connection to Walt, mm-hmm. and um, and he had you know Marty had such a huge impact on you know all of us who like who enjoy the Disney theme parks. So this is this really feels like. Um, the end of an era to me with the passing of Marty. Yeah. So, um, I had a very, very sad day when yeah. I heard that. Yeah. All right. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts. Uh, we will be back on our normal track and schedule next week. Uh, that's going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. Be sure to catch our other Design Plug podcast this week. And of course, again, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical than it's shared. Thanks for listening.